there, and welcome to the Animag Podcast. Hey, and welcome back to Animag, the number one anime podcast on the planet, baby. I'm your host, Asylum, sitting here with... Kiss. God damn, bro, you literally made your internet cut out when you said your name. Yeah, it must be the mic. Good little, it, I think it is your mic, because anytime you get stupid loud, it does that. It kind of like shuts off. Well, time to do ASMR. Gotta whisper. Time to start putting ads on the podcast so Thomas can get himself a good podcast set up. <laughs> think about that. That actually might yeah. come sooner than later, guys. I know right now everything's hunky-dory and we don't have any ads on the podcast, but eventually we're gonna have to put some. Yeah. It sucks, but that's the reality of it. Gotta bring in some kind of cash. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, season one, episode five. Okay, before we get into this, I'm going to have to rate the previous episode a four out of ten. Oh, you're changing your rating? Yeah. I don't know if you can do that, man. It's already solidified and published. Hey, 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 hey. That was a shit episode. Episode four, garbage. Sorry that you guys had to endure that podcast. But With that's the, the thing. Walls at the beginning. <laughs> that's... Oh, well, they won't hear all that. We're going to... Obviously, we have a great editing team on hand, you know? They're going to take care of that. But... It's kind of the reality of doing these podcasts the way that we're doing it, where we're doing them episode by episode. They're not, not every podcast is going to be a banger because not every episode is going to be a banger. a banger. So sometimes you watch a shitty episode and it just kind of drains your energy and you don't want to get on here and podcast about it, but we have like to. After that, after that episode, I was like, man, I don't, do not want to watch another episode. I really didn't want to either, but I will after say. I, it and I was like. Oh, e- shit. Might want to watch it more. <laughs> Episode five, a breath of fresh air coming off of four. Yes. It wasn't like extremely hyped up, but it had enough to get me back on board and be excited about the show. I think the last episode, it was just you ate a, a bitch. What? Episode four? Yeah, the previous episode. It was no, just they bitch. She, she's I literally fucking hate this girl, dude. Yeah. And then some more shit happens in this episode that makes me hate her even more. Oh, just wait. Bro, I hope to come. I hope she dies, and I don't like to say that. That's fucked up. Who the fuck you hate most? Oh, it's it's Wada. It's Wada. I think mommy's a little more tolerable over Wada so far, and I don't even know Wada that well. That's the thing. We know mommy. All right, man. Let's dive on in. We start off with the letter saying that on May twenty fourth, Kakaru was absent for one week. But do they say why? Uh, I think, I think uh, you're going to know no. why, obviously, but I don't think they said why yet. No, they said it because there was like so much days since his mom had passed away. Uh-huh. He just That's took some what... time off to like get himself together? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think I do remember something about like 36 days or some shit since his mom had died. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally like right at the intro before the music starts. Cause this one, this one had a short intro scene. It was just that. Then we see Naho and the gang at school. A lot of the shows taking place at school. Like yeah, you, majority you of never it. see them in like casual clothes. You see them in their school uniform. No, we've seen them in regular clothes once. I think it might be in this episode actually. Yeah. It, it is. The Cause they go study and and weight of wigs. I will get to that. We will get to yeah, that we, stinky we bitch. That. We, that. we will get to that stinky bitch, bro. <laughs> so it cuts <laughs> to them, cuts to them at school. 
And here's something that, like, Naho brings a towel because she knew Kakaru was going to forget his umbrella. It was a rainy day. And here's the thing. It's like she's doing this in front of the gang again where now she has a towel on hand and everyone's kind of looking at her like, man, this girl always knows what to do and when to do it when it comes to Kakaru. I think she's overdoing it in front of her friends. Yeah, and then, like... (laughs) Oh boy, what's like, did you grab one for me? Oh, yeah, did you bring <laughs> She's like, fuck you. I don't have a note for your bitch ass. But I mean, that's just a little bit of letter play right there. Not much happens here. Technically, not much happens at the whole beginning of this episode. Because then Kakaru just asks if she wants to walk home together. Uh, she's like, yeah. But then the whole gang is like, nah, we're okay. So then it just winds up being Naho and Kakaru. But the letter said that that would happen. She was prepared for it, I guess. Yeah. And they wind up going on a little walk to like some park or some shit that's close to her house after school. Yeah. Because uh, um, Kakaru w- wanted to go over there. Yeah, they went look at a view. Apparently, there was some kind of, like, tower that you could climb and check out the mountains, which, I mean, that's pretty cool. But here's the part that kind of got me, right? Mm-hmm. So, they're up on the tower, and Kakaru tells Naho to close her eyes, right? She closes her eyes, it goes black, the screen goes black, and all you hear is a zipper go down. <laughs> Bro! Bro! I'm like, this dude's whipping his dick out! <laughs> I thought my mans was trying to get topped up on top of this tower. <laughs> <laughs> but then he just takes a pic of her. He's like, see, what a good pic. And she literally looks like dog shit in this picture. She could have been like, no, this is a terrible picture. Take a better one. And then he winds up giving her uh, like a thank you gift for making all the lunches. And it's like this little hair clip for her hair. Yes. And that's going to come back into play in this episode, too. And this is where I got pissed off, you know? <laughs> but man, that part when he when she's like, close your eyes, takes the zipper down. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> we got action, boys. We got it. My man he's, is getting he's whipping it. his cock out. He's whipping out his cock. He's taking his cock out. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, man. I should re-edit that one episode and just put that in there. (laughs) And then, okay, so all this happens. He gives her like a thank you gift for all the lunches and shit. Then he's like, are you free this weekend? And you know what he invites her to? I'm like, okay, okay. He's going to invite her to his crib. Maybe they're going to get, you know, eat some food and fuck. No, he invites her to the library to go study on a Saturday. My fucking ass, dude. And guess what? They have like this big test. Yeah, she, she, uh, the note did mention that, like, he was gonna get one of the highest scores on that particular, uh, category, cause she was gonna be the person that helped him study for it. Mm-hmm. So she knew they were gonna be studying together. I don't know if she knew it was gonna be like that, where he was gonna invite her, but he does. And guess what? They get to the fucking library on Saturday, and they're going in, and guess who the fuck sees them? The bitch. Waita, the stinky bitch. <laughs> Well, her friends noticed it. Yeah, and they were like, isn't that your ex? Yeah. I don't care about him no more. Yeah, fucking right. Yeah, right. We're going to get to that. Hate that fucking bitch, dude. Yeah, I hate that bitch. (laughs) So then they study. He ends up getting his good grade in, I don't know what the course... I don't know what course it was um, that they studied for, but in that particular course, he got like a 97, which was the highest in class because of their study session. Yeah, Naho wrote down some notes for him. Yeah. The rest of the class was like, how the hell did he get a 97? He wasn't even here for a whole week. (laughs) And he's like, hey, bro, my girl got me. When you take her to the top of the tower and you unzip your pants, she'll do whatever for you. (laughs) 
No, that part didn't happen. I made that up. But. And here's where it gets a little interesting, right? I don't know if you guys remember, uh, maybe on the last episode, Thomacus mentions that there's going to be a scene in class where the teacher mentions something and that he was, he said, Oh, you're going to, you're going to know what I'm talking about. You're going to catch this. I've been so nervous about this because I'm like, man, what if I don't catch it? It happens here. I caught it. The teacher starts mentioning like going, he's like, maybe if you guys had a time machine and could go back in time, some of you would actually get good grades. He starts teaching a whole fucking course about like time travel and shit. And then Hagita right here wants to be a fucking big dick star starts asking all kind of like really relevant questions. He asks about going to the past to create a future that you want, but then never having a need to go back into the past because of that future being exactly what you want. It creates inconsistencies or some shit. And that's a really relevant point because if you're in the future and you go back to the past and you fix things you want to fix, that future is going to get altered to a point where you're never going to need to go back in time but guess what the mm. teacher says ah, ah, ah. Um, he starts talking about parallel worlds and how that's a work around that problem so essentially yeah. like when you go back in time and you change something it creates a whole nother parallel world where just that one thing is altered damn this area right here is where i get sucked the fuck in i unzip <laughs> my pants and i let orange <laughs> suck me off <laughs> On top of this tower, because I, I am a huge nerd for this kind of like sciencey stuff right here. Oh, and it, it was Doctor Stone would be your show then. Yeah, I've heard. I've had a few people mention Doctor Stone to me. I might have to check it out. That's why I watched Rascal. Somebody said that I should watch Rascal because it has to do a lot with this kind of stuff. And man, Orange has got me so far right here. So then Naho, after class, she's like walking in one of the little areas at school. She has a small breakdown about being able to save Kakaru no matter what she did because of the contents of the letters aren't changing but she's changing the timeline I think that this part right here for me at least is a little foggy like I think the show could maybe slow it down and do a better job at explaining this she's doing everything the letter's doing I mean she's failing a few things here and there but she said she is noticing some change Mm -hmm. but the letter's contents aren't changing so like that part to me is kind of like eh I think they're what they're trying to do is like make you think that oh if they save him right Pre- now uh-huh will they save the future well according to the teacher no because then the future would just be its own parallel world but then they would have the current world that they're in where he would still be alive. Basically, what the teacher explained is no matter what you do, it's so hard to explain. If she saves Kakaru here, it's not going to alter the future because the future is already there. It's just going to change it for her. So maybe her future mm-hmm. self was saying, like, I don't want you to be sad, so do this to save this boy. But she's forever going to be sad in the future because that cannot change. You can't come back in the future. Yeah. Kind of kind of hard to explain and, and kind of also hard to understand, but I mean, if you're into this stuff, you can figure it out. It's just one of those things you got to sit down and really think about. Mm-hmm. And this is also, this next part is something that was a little interesting because we talked about this, I think in episode four, the last episode, how there's always a future scene at the beginning or end of the episodes. Well, yes. this episode had a future scene right here in the middle and they're at Kakaru's grandma's. And Naho starts thinking about the last text message that Kakru had ever sent to her. And it said that he was sorry for doing something that angered her. Ooh. I wonder what that was. Maybe they get into a fight? Could be. I mean, here's the, here's the thing. You already know. Maybe just a little spoiler, man. I can't. I can't. Maybe just a little midway season spoiler. We're on episode five, damn it. <laughs> 
And that's all that we that's the only bit that we got from that future scene. It was very short. Yeah. Basically she was just questioning herself. I wonder if he ever read my text message back. Yeah, she was curious that if he had ever saw it. That's true. Did it say what she replied? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I feel like I would remember that. And then they quickly bounce out of that little future scene. It was short into the present where they're at lunch and she's having issues with thinking about the letter because now things aren't lining up uh, with present day and with the letter. But I wonder if that's because she's failing some of the things that she needs to do. Because this also kind of goes back to what she thought about earlier, where things are changing in the present here now, but the letter's words aren't changing. They're just staying the same. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that has something to do with the fact that she keeps failing at doing what the fuck she needs to do. Oh, God. And how is she not stressed out about this, bro? She must be taking some kind of pills. <laughs> she's loopy. <laughs> and then while she's thinking about the letter she she notices that the letter said by changing the past you may have changed some good memories and then it apologizes for it it says sorry about that i feel like a lot of shit is about to pop off in this show man yeah towards the end it pops off see like right here after they have a lunch is kind of what i was explaining where i say things aren't lining up with present day in the letter because the letter said that kakaru was supposed to ask her about the cultural festival but he never did and she's thinking about that and she goes oh my god this goes back to the letter saying that you may have messed up some of the good memories and she says she didn't want to forget that memories she does what naho does and she just screams at him she's like you want to go to the cultural festival with me and watch the fireworks and he's, he's just like, like yeah, yeah. With, yeah <laughs> with the with the, with the gang guys. And then she goes, no, just us. Just us. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. And she did that just so she wouldn't lose the memory. I thought that that was a kind of a sweet moment, you know? (laughs) What if she would have been like, yeah, you could do the same thing. Like, tell me to close my eyes and you do that unzip thing. (laughs) Yeah. You want to go back to the park? (laughs) You want to go climb the tower again real quick at the cultural (laughs) festival? Oh, my God. Here's a part where, like, they dive into Kakaru talking with Sua at, like, a pool, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And Kakaru tells Sua that they all have noticed that he likes Naho. Yep. Which it is no secret. I mean, that's something that's super noticeable. Mm-hmm. How he's being protective mm-hmm. with her. I like that. Yeah, because, I mean... <sighs> It's a thing that can't be hidden. He definitely likes her and the whole gang sees it. But Sua being the, the nice guy that he is, I'm really starting to like him. He knows that Naho likes Kakaru. So he's, I mean, obviously he went for it in the future because they had a kid together. At some point he was like, <laughs> fuck Kakaru. But currently right now it's like he's a good guy and he's like, no, she likes Kakaru. I'm going to let them see what they can make happen. And then they start like prepping for the cultural festival. Yes. And they, they're all like saying that Sua should try to uh, try out for something. Uh, I think it's like a beauty thing for the guys. Yeah, it is some kind of like beauty pageant or something. And uh, Kakaru's like, man, yeah, you definitely should because he's always got those three soccer manager girls asking him out and all kind of shit. First off, way to put that man on the spot, you know? Damn. His Kakaru is supposed to be his boy and he's like, yeah, he had three soccer manager girls on his dick. He gets all like embarrassed or whatever and he goes, nah, I like somebody else anyways right and naho is sitting right there on the side of him which is crazy and the girls all the rest of the girls are like yeah we know and guess what hagida this dumb motherfucker stands up and he's like yeah it's naho (laughs) 
Bro, are you fucking kidding me? I would have slapped the shit out of this kid. And then that makes Sua leave. Yeah, Sua like runs out because mm-hmm, he's he's embarrassed. I didn't write this in my notes, but I kind of like vaguely remember it. The girls go and they talk to Sua on the rooftop, right? Yeah. and I don't remember what they, they said were, to him. They're supporting Kakuru and uh, Naho. Yeah, true. And they're, they're basically and like, don't fuck it like, up. And he was like, yeah, I'm also on that side, too. Yeah. That's just Sua, man. He's a, such a good guy. I'm actually really liking this character. Yes. And especially we get... Especially what he does. Ex- especially what he does. I'm about to get into it. <laughs> so then at the festival, uh, the three soccer manager girls invite Sua to a quote-unquote photo exhibition yeah fucking right they were going to suck this man's dick in a classroom (laughs) don't even try to fucking lie to me but it's all part of the plan that he helped put together i'm assuming to get naho and kakaru alone together to work the festival together again sua just being a fucking sweetheart dude i mean he was also gonna get his dick sucked which is also pretty cool (laughs) but you know he, he was looking out for his friend too (laughs) <laughs> and then the other chicks are like, okay, he's really trying to push them together. Yeah. And then then they realize. Five. <laughs> yep. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and here's where this episode made me mad. Here's where we learn that Weta is a big piece of no, shit. No, 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 no. Yeah. Kakuru and Naho are talking and he's mm-hmm. he's like. Oh, he asked her about her, the hair clip. The hair yes. and why he's oh. not wearing it. Yes, he's I'm so glad. It. And he, she's like, well, I don't want to break it. I don't want to fuck it up. The one that gave me. Oh, I'm so glad you remembered that because I didn't write that in my notes because I said, oh, yeah, I'm going to fucking remember to, to mention that. And I forgot. <laughs> and so, then like she goes to the bathroom, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. puts it on. Puts it on because she's like, oh, I'll show she him. She's leaving. Guess who the fuck shows up? The bitch. The bitch. Goes, oh, can I talk to you for a second? Mm-hmm. She. And then they like. Talking, talking. It's not just Waiter though. It's Waiter and like two of her friends. Well, it was just her and Waiter, and then the two friends came. They came from like around the corner, mm-hmm. and Waiter's like, "Oh, nice hair clip. Can I see it?" And Naho's like, "Uh, no. How about you fuck off?" But and before that, they we tried see to. Our boy Sua. Sua sees what's see happening that. from the window. Like he's just passing. He's he's and on his way to get his dick. And tells the three manager, soccer managers, like, hey, I gotta go do something. Uh, yeah, I gotta take quick. care of this real quick or some shit like that. He, yeah, he, he basically, like, they go to reach for the fucking hair clip and Naho, like, swats this one girl's hand. And she's like, oh, that hurt. Ow, yeah, ow, that gonna hurt. regret that. Yeah, and, uh, and right after that, Sua steps in and he's like, what, what's going on? And, like, grabs her and gets her out of there. Thank God for that, because I think something bad would have happened had he not showed up. Oh, I like Sua. Me too. And then here's where he gets even better, right? They're, at the end of this episode, they are gassing Sua up so hard to make you like him because, like, Naho gets some scratches or something on her hand from this little interaction and, with the girls. But Sua, like, Sua has, ban- he won't get bandages for her. But instead of him giving the bandages to Naho, he gives them to Kakaru to give to Naho. And also, in her notes, it says, if you get a chance, thank Sua. Yeah, thank Sua for everything that he's done. And she does. Because, like, Kakaru gets the bandages and puts it on her hands. And she's like, how did you know? And he's literally like, oh, it was Sua's idea. <laughs> he does not try to take credit for this at all. And it's like, come on, man. <laughs> she, like, I'm trying to help you, bro. And she's thinking about the letter and how it said 
notice Sua's kindness when you get a chance and thank him for it. And this was her moment because she yells it and she's like, Sua, thank you. And he's like, okay. And she's like, for everything. And this dude like starts crying. Because like, oh, the letter said that he would appreciate being told thank you for being so kind and doing everything he's doing. And, and it was right because this dude just breaks down crying. At the very end, we get one like, it's like a monologue thing. Because I want to say it was like showing the letter, like showing what the letter says here and there. But it's Naho is talking. And she said, did the me of the future send the letter back knowing the past could never be changed? So like, is she going to fail and not save Kakaru? Oh, dude, she better save his ass. Or maybe and not. And maybe, maybe Kakaru can never be saved because now I like Sua more than Kakaru and I want her to end up with Sua. Yeah, this, episode, this episode makes you want to... It does. It, it reeled me back Sua. in. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Another thing we forgot to mention was uh, whenever Naho and Kakaru was talking on the bench uh, about would you rather travel to the future or the past? Ooh, yes. Good catch. They did have a conversation about that naho's reply was future just to future. see what happened yeah and then we learned that kakaru would want to go to the past yep very interesting because he, he had some he has so, so many regrets is what he said yeah was that at the festival or like on the way to the festival or at the park maybe i don't remember uh, when that happened in the episode I, I think it was after the teacher was talking about the future ah Okay. I don't know, man. This this episode kind of gives me a few questions because, like, now I'm confused. Like, can the past or the future be changed at all? The way that this episode's making it seem is that, like, it can't. Or, like, she can change the present, but the past can't be changed and neither can the future. You can only change the middle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Basically, and, she and, can only change what she's doing and the future will not be changed. And, like, think about this. This is another question. Is them in the future, right? Mm -hmm. Which one of the people from the group was able to do time travel so she could get the letter back to herself. Has to be her, right? She brought the letter to herself. You will find out. Or was it old boy that was asking all the questions in class? Uh, Hagida. You will find out. I think it's Hagida, bro. I think Hagida figures it out. And then he's like, Naho, get this, get this letter to your young self. You're the only one that can save him. Man, I actually might change my rating for this episode. Just to let you know. I am going to change it. This might be a little it. spoiler. Okay. But the future, where they're at now, that's before they sent the letters. Oh, they really? Letter. Like when they're at yeah. his grandma's? Yes. What? This is all before she sent the letter. Oh my god, I didn't know that. That's vital information. Yes. Yep. Holy shit. So something unfolds that we see in the future? We, yep. We see them go like, oh, we can time travel. Let's get a letter back. Oh, my God. When they pick up on, oh, wait, do y'all remember the professor talking about time travel and all okay. that? Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. That excites me a little bit. God damn, that's exciting. So, okay. So this episode, I just changed my rating, right? I had it at a five. I said it was a mid-tiered episode, but after discussing it like this, this is a solid six. Very solid six. Oh, shit. What? Man, oh, I'm gonna have to give it a seven. Okay. I think that that's fair because I was gonna go seven, but I don't want to hype it up too much because it's still not a whole lot happened. It's just the way that my the brain's future, thinking about it. That the, 
the future part was a good thing. Actually, the professor talking about the future. Yeah, and that, all that part. It, without all Sua, that, it wouldn't have been Sua interesting. Sua picked it up. Yeah, Sua, Sua came in clutch for this episode, too. We got to learn more about him. We got to uh, really uh, start liking and him. And then Naho knocked one of the bitch's friend's uh, hand out of the way. So. Okay, it wasn't It wasn't that. In, it was just a little swat. It wasn't that intense of a hit. Dude, once I seen Sua was about to go and counter, I was like, yeah, my boy's saving her. My boy. <laughs> Dude, I thought I literally I thought, thought they gonna were gonna bitch slap. I no, thought he was gonna bitch slap. <laughs> I thought Wada and her gang was gonna take this fucking hair clip and like break it, and then that would have happened. And then Kakaru would have found out and been like, "You're such a bitch." <laughs> and then like she kills him. That's how he dies. <laughs> they're like, "No, it was an accident." And they're like, "No, Wada killed his ass." But that's basically it, guys. Episode five. What a banger wants to go watch another one <laughs> yeah but i'm gonna save it i'm gonna watch it sunday or monday so then we can just do our one podcast yeah, next week because we're getting pretty good ahead yeah i mean we could but maybe we will who knows if the next episode's banging then we we might just cut two next week <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm going to say that this podcast has definitely made up for the piece of shit that was the last one. Yes, I agree. Because fucking episode four was so dull. You I just... was watching the episode. I was watching Bleach. I was trying to catch up Ugh. with that, and then you messaged me, and then I was like, oh, great. So I woke up, went do my haircut, and then like before I left for work, I watched the episode. It was fucking trash. What, the episode? Yeah. Oh, this one? No, this episode. This episode. Good. Yeah, this episode. Yeah, I was talking about this rocking. episode. I thought you meant four. <laughs> no. All right. Well, so that was our recap of episode five, man. Hope you guys enjoyed it, because this one was a fun one to do. Actually, it's got me more excited about diving further into this series. And guess what? Eight more episodes. Eight more to go. We're, we're about halfway now. It's, it's moving fast. Yeah, it's moving. And I'm more excited now, because I think as we dive into the back end of it, we're going to get more action. We're going to start seeing higher rated episodes, a lot more crazy shit happening with time traveling and all kind of shit. Oh, yeah. So that is it. We will see you guys next week for the next episode. Until then, take it easy, everybody, and so long. Sayonara. Thank you for listening. Be sure to visit our website at www.animag.org. See you next time.